Welcome to the very first episode of Inside the Nest. I'm your host, Tyson Geick, and I'm pleased to be joined by my two guests on the very first episode, Reunited, and it feels so good, Pat Gregoire and Ashley Docking. Guys, thanks so much for joining us tonight. What's up, man? There they are. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Looking great, guys. Looking great. Uh, So yesterday... A year ago yesterday, it was actually the very first game to be played at the Scotiabank Centre. The Halifax Thunderbirds coming up with the 12-4 win over the New York Riptide. A huge game for the organization, created a lot of buzz in the city. Pat, that was actually the one game of the season that you were not there. Uh, But what can you tell me about the, the atmosphere and the environment there? Because both Ashley and I didn't have the chance to go and check out a game there, but you could just tell that this city really took to the sport of lacrosse and this team. As if all the videos that were posted yesterday and all the memories weren't uh, enough salt in the wound, Tice, uh, you go ahead and just rub it in again. Yes, it was the only game I missed. Uh, it looked like it was an unbelievable night. Uh, and it's something that I'm going to regret for the rest of my life, but I was lucky enough to see every other game as well. And uh, just the way the season went, uh, the momentum pretty much from when Halifax showed up um, in the city, I should say the Thunderbirds showed up to the city of Halifax um, with their canoe trip led by uh, general manager and owner Kurt Styers. The momentum just kind of snowballed and, and kept building uh, to the very last game. And that was the biggest crowd they had, but I've been to a lot of arenas for a lot of different uh, sports leagues, but especially with the NLL, and this atmosphere is right up there with with the best of them. Uh, It's a unique atmosphere. Uh, It's a party-like atmosphere. Uh, They truly do embrace the Thunderbirds, but they also embrace the East Coast lifestyle uh, of Nova Scotia and the East Coast. It's, It's so much fun to be a part of this organization. Uh, in the first season and just being on this show inside the nest. Yes, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's not really like being inside the nest. I can't wait uh, till the inaugural season 2.0 happens because there's a lot of unfinished business. And truly, just to say, it, it is such a fun atmosphere to be uh, be up in that booth. I really like the the drop of the slogan there, Pat. And you know, to focus on the positives. You were there for one of the greatest games of the season, pegged by some as the best game of last season when Halifax took on uh, the Saskatchewan Rush and were down in overtime. But that game was incredible. And from watching at home, it was just ear-piercing in that building. Now, Ashley, you've had the chance, and you've been lucky enough to go see games at, at many different arenas across the National Lacrosse League. Where does this building kind of sit on, on your list of places that you might want to go? Uh, the top of the list? I think it's kind of <laughs> That's, yeah. an obvious question, Tyson. I was here for the Anderson Cooper, Piers Morgan hard-hitting questions. Um, but obviously, I think that the hype surrounding it um, is almost inexplicable uh, just because everything happened so quickly in the way that the community embraced the team and vice versa. I think when that happens, it's something special, and uh, I am really looking forward to it for sure. Now, there's lots of reasons to be excited as a fan of the Halifax Thunderbirds. And one of those reasons is that this team added Tyson Bell on draft day this past season. He won a 2019 NLL championship with the Calgary Roughnecks. This player is going to add a ton and has quite the resume that he brings 
to the Halifax Thunderbirds. Pat, I'm going to throw this one to you first. Just what does this player do uh, for the team and how important is his championship pedigree? To be quite honest, it, it, it's huge. It's not only just the fact that this is a guy that's won championships at, at many different levels, but from just uh, the standpoint that he is a seasoned veteran at only the age of 26, and he's going into his sixth year. Um, there's no shortage of Wiley vets in this uh, roster, on this roster, uh, but they get a little bit younger with a guy like Tyson Bell, uh, but they still have a guy that's been around for a long time. I think he is going to be a new fan favorite. Uh, you see him there, he's got the luscious long locks coming out of the hair. He's an electric player. He can move the ball up the floor. He's so hard to play against. He's a guy that you absolutely hate to go up against, but once he's on your team, you absolutely love him. Uh, 62 cause turnovers in 72 games over his career, over 400 loose balls. And as you see there, he can get in the mix as well, offensively 48 points over those 72 career games. So yes, he's a guy that clearly he brings championship pedigree. He's a hard-nosed player. Uh, but the thing that really jumped out of the page for me is that you manage to get a young guy at 26 who has a long way ahead of him, but you're not getting a rookie. You're not getting a guy who's trying to get his feet wet he's ready to go, he's in his prime, and he still has many great years to come as well. Yeah, the St. Catharines native, six foot two, 193 pounds. He is quite the athlete. Cody Jamison saying when I talked to him uh, after the Thunderbirds added Tyson Bell, that fans are, are gonna fall in love with this guy, you know, on the floor, off the floor, just how he is uh, interacting with everyone, with the media, with the fans. Uh, he's a, a very likable player and they're gonna love what he has to offer on the floor. He did play with the PLL Chaos too. So fans of the Premier Lacrosse League are, are quite familiar with this guy. And I'm really excited to see what he does bring to the team. Now, we're going to move on. And Ashley, you're a little bit more familiar with this player. Steph LeBlanc, who spent last season with the New England Black Wolves. He's actually living in Halifax right now with his wife and two kids, but a big free agent signing for the team. And this is a player that head coach Micah Kersey and uh, Kurt Steyer's general manager have said that makes this lefty side one of the best in the National Lacrosse League right now. What can you tell me about Steph, Ashley? Well, Tyson, you might remember this. When we were still working for the league, uh, we were in Rochester filming some content, and I believe it was the Black Wolves that were in town. Um, I think it was. And we were talking to Steph after the game and he was actually giving me a hard time because I was headed on a vacation. And he told me, he's like, so you're just, you're leaving mid season. You're just going to go and like go to the beach, but we're in the middle of a season. And I was just like, yeah, that's what a vacation is. Like you take time off work. And he really had a problem with it. So what the Halifax fans are going to get is someone who comes to work every day to play and he's there and he means business. Say what you want about him. Say what you want about his age, you know. He's someone who's one season removed from 93 points. So he's not someone that you can count out, even though he's over 30, which I think unfairly we kind of 
tap these guys out at. But I think he's someone that's on a stage in his career where he went from Toronto to New England, and now he's looking to find a home in Halifax. And I think it's easy for players um, who are more senior, and that's just what it is, um, to be bounced around for a lot of teams. And I think that that's something that he probably wants to avoid. You said he's living there with his family now. And I think it's definitely something that he can avoid. He can find his place within this roster. He can find a place within this team to be able to contribute night in and night out. And he's a leader. So who doesn't need more leadership? Halifax Thunderbirds fans are really going to love this player. He's not necessarily the flashiest player on the floor, Pat. I think you could probably agree with that. 178 games played in the National Lacrosse League. He is just one point away from 800 points in the league. So the first point that this player gets is going to be a milestone. Uh, Pat, just going on that point about you know not being the, the most flashy player on the floor, but he can certainly see the floor. His vision is, is one of the best in the league. Absolutely. This is this is a guy that has just consistently produced over the entire duration of his career. And you nailed it. He's not the flashiest player on the floor. And he, he wasn't brought in to be the flashiest player on the floor. He's a guy that's going to crash, bang. He's going to free up space for guys like Ryan Vanesh and Cody Jamison on that left-hand side. But like you said, he is a guy that has no problem putting the ball in the net, setting up plays as well. Um, he, he's one of those guys, it's so funny. You kind of think, oh, it was a little bit of a quiet night for Steph. And then you look down on the game sheet and he finishes with six or seven points. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? He, he's a guy that just goes quietly about his way on the floor. And I think away from the floor, as Ashley mentioned, there's so many leaders on this team. It's not going to hurt to add another uh, leader on this floor. And he's a guy that's not really the rah-rah uh, Cody Jamison run through a brick wall <laughs> leader, uh, but he's the, the type of guy that leads by example. He's a professional. He knows what it takes to uh, excel at this level. And from a community standpoint, having a guy in the market is so big. He's going to be a familiar face with the community of Halifax. And I think it's a a match made in heaven, and, and I know he's fired up to play for the T-Birds. Well, in the first two players that we've mentioned and talked about and the Thunderbirds have added in the offseason, both former NLL champions. Steph LeBlanc winning a title with the Toronto Rock back in 2011. So, once again, we get some more championship pedigree with the team, and uh, that leadership, Pat, like you said, maybe not the most rah-rah guy. He's, he's not going to be as vocal, but he definitely does lead by example, and that's certainly something that we've seen covering uh, him uh, over the course of the past few years. Uh, Ashley, I'm going to throw it to you now. You've uh, yes, got to see this player. You've got to see this player up close and personal over the past season, and that's David Brock. He was with the Toronto Rock last year, the Halifax Thunderbirds, adding him to the organization for a second-round pick. What do you call me? Mr. Brock, the Brockett ship, as some call him. <laughs> this guy's kind of aging like wine. Am I right? <laughs> the Brockett ship, yeah, for sure. Like a nice cab sob. Um, Cap, you yeah. can, what yeah, year? He's a cab what year? <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, 86, 86. Um, yeah. okay. But, you know, he's, listen, he's someone too that I think 
is underrated. I think it's probably pretty easy to look at a guy like David Brock and be like, okay, cool. Like he's on the team. I don't really know what to expect, but I think he's one of those guys who makes plays and you don't even realize that it's happening, but he's someone who was second in the league and caused turnovers just two years ago. I believe it was uh, behind Kyle Rubish tied with Zach Courier. So he can make plays. He's not going to be the flashiest guy. And, you know, I think that the leadership team in Halifax that we talked about has big shoes to fill because talking to David last season, he said that the Toronto Rock actually had the best leadership group that he had ever played with in his career. And he's playing 10 plus years now. Um, but what I took from that also is that he has no problem kind of taking a back seat and speaking up when it's necessary, but he's not necessarily going to be the guy that takes over. He, as we see right now, he can offer a little bit of an offensive punch here and there, but he's really smart. He's really experienced. And I think he works well with just about anyone that you put him with. Um, so I'm sure he's excited to play there, even though his time in Toronto was cut short. I believe he signed a two-year contract, obviously just played one year before he was moved. Um, but he also joins his former teammate in Steph LeBlanc. They played for the Black Wolves in 2018 for the better part of it and 2019 together as well. So this is like if you ask Pat, I think it's like a lunch pail type of assessment when it comes to David Brock. He's going to pack his lunchbox and he's going to come to work. No questions asked. Yeah, Pat, we can we can let you take that one. Uh, David Brock is a guy who's who's been in this league for a decade. Uh, played with, uh, I think this will be his uh, his sixth organization in the league. So uh, he's been around the block. He's he's seen it all, but he's still in search of his first league title. So it, it's kind of like win now mode for both the Halifax Thunderbirds and David Brock. Absolutely, and you love to add those guys. Of course, you want to add championship pedigree of the guys like. Uh, you know, Tyson Bell and Steph LeBlanc, but you also kind of want to add those guys that are getting there in age that are hungry to win a championship. And that is David Brock. But you guys both said it. This guy continues to get better and better each season. A little bit of a, a regression last year um, in terms of stats, but still the same David Brock that we've seen over the last couple of years. Actually on my aisle indoor uh, voting for defender of the year two years ago, I, I had him in my top three. I thought he had a tremendous season. I think he was one of the best defenders uh, in the game just two seasons ago. And I think he's going to bring that as well to Halifax. He's a guy that, like Ashley said, he obviously has the capabilities to be a stay-at-home defender, loves just being that disruptor back there, causing turnovers, picking up loose balls. But within the last couple of seasons, we've seen him really take his offensive game to the next level. And I think the two things that Halifax defensive core needed to do last year uh, was get better in transition, and get a little bit harder to play against. And with some of the players, including David Brock and Tyson Bell, those are two things that those guys are great at doing. They'll be in your face. They're going to play rough and tough. And when the opportunity arises to push the ball up the floor and score in transition, it's there as well. And when you talk about transition as well, it's not just about putting the ball in the net. It's also about pushing the ball up the floor, settling things down and allowing your offense uh, to get out there because to talking with Cody Jamison and some of these uh, leaders on the offensive side, they said, we love when our, you know, our defense pushes the ball, but they have to know when to pull out, when not to take that opportunity, when to take your chances. And there's been a few times last year where Halifax really came out all helter skelter and they just were kind of, <laughs> it was the defense goes out, push the ball up the floor. The offense only has a couple of seconds left and it really, really threw off the offense and the offense is this unit as well. They got to get their touches. And I think that adding a guy like David Brock knowing, okay, 
this is my time to take a shot or, okay, I'm going to pull out offense, Cody, you take over. That, that, that's such an underrated skill set in the game of lacrosse. Pat, I, I, I mean, I hate to keep you going after such a great string there, but you, you have <laughs> to follow that up with talking about Ethan Riggs. Uh, who is the first round pick by the Halifax Thunderbirds in this past draft? Six foot three, 215 pounds, a former Junior A player of the year, uh, rookie of the year, rather. Uh, this player is one that the Halifax Thunderbirds are extremely high on and um, are, are stoked to have. And he's played at kind of every level up the ranks Junior C, Junior B, now Junior A, and they're comparing him to a player. Like Graham Hossick, who is quite the dominant <laughs> defender in the NLL. What can you tell me about Ethan Riggs? He's the big rig. The guy's a unit. He's huge. As you mentioned already, 6'3", 225 pounds. He's a guy that you just absolutely hate to go up against. And as you mentioned, Tyson, he's also played at the Arena Lacrosse League level as well for a couple of years. So yes, he's young, but he's already had a little bit of taste going up against grown men. And I think... The comparison to Graham Hossack, yes, that, that that's big shoes to fill. But Billy D. Smith wouldn't be throwing that around. And that's what he said to me on draft night, talking about what he expects from him. And he's not saying he knows he's going to be Graham Hossack, but he said a couple of times that he watched him with the Burlington Chiefs and Junior A, he would pick guys up and throw them to the ground. And that's exactly what you see with Graham Hossack. He said he's Graham Hossack without the offensive upside. Well, Graham Hossack didn't have that offensive upside until uh, you know a couple of years ago. So I think with Ethan Riggs, this is a guy that his ceiling is so high and he has so much potential. Don't expect this guy to come in right away and blow people away. I think this is a bit of object, but because of his stature and the fact that he's already played you know, at that arena lacrosse league level against grown men, uh, his learning curve is not going to be Ungo Thompson, who we saw last year jump into the league as a 19-year-old, only playing junior B. Um, but he did do a great job at doing that. Uh, but I do think this is a bit of a project, and I do think that uh, we might see some growing pains with him. Um, but this is a, a risk that Halifax was willing to take, and I think it's going to pay off big. Well, I think that this is an organization that can certainly afford to do that, given the fact that they are so deep in terms of defense. I mean, offense, they can take their time with the prospects there. One of the things that really jumped out to me about Ethan Riggs is that over the years that he's been playing at, at any level of lacrosse, he keeps his penalty minutes pretty low. And, and for a guy of his size, stature, playing on defense as kind of a, a shutdown defender, uh, you don't always see that. But uh, I, I have been impressed with that. You guys better not build him up too much, though. Just because, for expectations, that's a lot of pressure for a young guy, right? If you come in and someone's like, oh, he's Graham Hasek, you're like, uh-oh. Like, I better not let these guys down. And so to your guys' point, you, you make good points. It's going to be about the learning curve. It's going to be about the adjustments. It's going to be about if he's going to be able to kind of temper the temptation to jump on first moves or second moves or when a guy shows hands like is he going to try and strip the ball can he kind of take a step back and be a bit pragmatic with his approach until he gets a real feel for what he's going up against yeah absolutely Ashley I would completely agree with that I think that we are seeing this more and more just comparisons kind of being thrown around across the National Lacrosse League uh, with 
entry drafts over the years. But um, that was one of the things, like Pat said too, you know, Billy D. Smith would not just throw that kind of thing around mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, he's getting another Graham Hostick of sorts, but they are going to take the time and develop a player like this. And I think they've really got the chance to do that with uh, the veteran core that they do have in Halifax right now. It's just tough though, That's right? Exactly. Cause like some people said that like, you know, Pat Gregoire was going to be the next Tyson Geik. And then like you guys had your little <laughs> row and now I'm here trying to make sure that we keep the peace. So you just got to be careful with those things. Right, Pat? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. That's, that's who I always envisioned on, on growing up as one day. So we're going to give cha- uh, fans the chance to win here. Thanks for tuning in. We are uh, so happy that you could join us for the first ever episode of Inside the Nest. What we're going to ask you to do is visit HalifaxThunderbirds.com slash win. All you have to do is fill in the little sheet and you have the chance to win a nice little Halifax Thunderbirds prize pack. Uh, we've got some highlights ready to go from last year, uh, a year ago yesterday now. And uh, we talked at the beginning of the show about that 12-4 to win over the New York Riptide. What a game that was. And uh, just going to ask our producer to throw that up right now. Do we have that? Do we have that? There we go. Now, listen, if that doesn't get you excited about next season, I don't know what will. Uh, that was highlights from the inaugural season from the Halifax Thunderbirds. Pat, you must be pretty pumped to get back there up in the booth calling your next game. Uh, are you just crossing off the days in the calendar? 
Can't wait. I mean, it, it, don't be a brick wall around me because I'm going to run right through it. That that video just got me so fired up. So many great <laughs> memories. Uh, it, you know what? It, it, it is unfortunate the way that the season uh, ended for not just uh, the Halifax Thunderbirds, but for the entire NLL. Um, but I think this is just going to make that group that much more hungry uh, to bring an NLL title to the East Coast. Uh, Ashley, what do you think? Are the Halifax Thunderbirds the favorite to win the next NLL title? Putting you I on mean, the spot. This is, you want, well, you want the Anderson Cooper special here? Then you got the questions. I'm coming at you oh, strong here. Pat's sweating it. Sweating my response with the Thursday. big tag. I don't think I'm the one that's in the hot seat, buddy. Uh, uh, man, I wish I had like a Toronto Rock sweater so I could just like, you know, you guys are wearing the the Halifax gear. Just but um, honestly, ultimate I Ultimate heel turn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, I'm going to have to give some love to them. I think that they've been building for a long time and for everything that Halifax has done. Uh, they're still a fairly new franchise, right? And so we don't know how they're going to fare through an entire season. They came out strong and then they suffered their first loss at the hands of the Toronto Rock. Uh, and then they had a number of close games. So they were still working through, I believe, a whole season's identity because those things do take time. Um, so they are a favorite in the division, I believe, of course but i think there's other teams that definitely might have the edge oh what a politician's answer a great <laughs> one there a little bit there for the halifax thunderbirds fans but you're still you know you got the, you're certain rock crumbles. bands too so. yeah a little crumbles some crumbs for everybody depending on what side of the fence you're on uh yeah i think it's going to be an exciting season and honestly i think that we can all agree that the way that it turns out is kind of secondary to just getting back on the floor, getting back safely into stadiums when that time comes. And so that's really, really what I'm looking forward to. Cannot wait for the start of the season, April 9th. I know my calendar is being crossed off right now. I got a couple brick walls lined up to run through uh, with Pat. I can't thank you guys enough for joining us here for the first episode of Inside the Nest. It's been so great to kind of reunite here, catch up and talk some lacrosse. Thank you so much, guys. And to all the fans watching right now, just one more reminder that you do have the chance to win a great Halifax Thunderbirds prize pack. Visit halifaxthunderbirds.com slash win. It's that simple. And then just fill out the little form, and you've got the chance to win big. Pat Gregoire, Ashley Docking, thank you once again. We'll chat with you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for watching Inside the Nest.